Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and today we'll be talking about joy and how the joy of the Lord causes this amazing transformation on the inside of each one of us that just enables God to shine His light through us in an amazing way. Let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about the transformation process, going from our carnal mind to putting on the mind of Christ. How does that work? Well, that's a really good question, and it is a mystery. Uh, Everything that we talk about, the Bible says the carnal mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned, Mm -hmm. which means that uh, we only can really understand the things of God by the Spirit of God. Right. You know? Uh, You can't understand me because you don't know what's inside. Even so, nobody can know the things of God except for the Spirit of God, which is in Him. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to come in and understand Him through His Holy Spirit. And so that's kind of the whole point of this particular conversation is that we want to bring to light, how does that work? How does this process work of us uh, becoming transformed and renew our mind and cause us to to shine the light of Christ in our life and the world around us. Let's go on and read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Which is what you were kind of just saying. Kind of, sort of. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Starts off, verse 1 says, I beseech you, or that's earnestly, with everything within me, I'm trying to let you know, you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, we have a tendency, because this is one of those verses that, you know, it's just like one of the better verses for people to quote, that you're a temple of the living God, you know. But the thing is that this verse, we need to look at it slow. We need to think about what well, it's actually what saying. what we say about all, <laughs> right. all of the word? Exactly right. Because it's so easy to just run over it quickly and not apply it to our everyday walk. Well, like we were just saying, yeah. everything in the word of God, if you think about now, that, that's kind of like, Uh, It says everything in itself, the word of God in the Bible, the word of God. This is everything has to be spiritually discerned. And think about the word of God. This is God breathing Mm -hmm. his life through words on the page. It's astounding. Yeah. If you can, if you can take the time to meditate on these little ideas that we're throwing out there. Oh my goodness, it is amazing. So I beseech you earnestly just oh, please do this kind of thing. That's Paul. It's almost like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, yeah. it's almost like he's begging them, please hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, anytime you see the word sacrifice in the scriptures, you know that it has to do with bloodshed. It has to do with coming under, Christ paid a price for us, 
It's no longer you're not under the law in the Old Testament where you had to sacrifice animals. Jesus paid the price because the Bible says that the result of sin, the wages of sin or the result of sin is death. We are under the curse, so to speak, that we our whole life is set apart where from childbirth we kind of all think about me, me, me. So when we come under Christ, we go, look, I recognize that I see the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. We accept him into our heart. So after we accept him, we are accepting his sacrifice for us and paying a price for us. So he actually takes the place of us as far as paying. He paid the price for our sin. Through Christ, we can actually come in and live and know God by access to the Father through Jesus Christ and his shed blood. So when you see the word sacrifice, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, what he's saying is that you come in under the sacrifice that Jesus paid for you. He laid down his life. And live. And live. So we have to sacrifice our bodies. The body is representative of the flesh. Right. We have got to crucify our flesh. We've got to bring it into obedience to Christ. So this, it's what is it saying? It's saying, you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that your flesh, a living sacrifice, which means that you are receiving Christ through him. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and through you, that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, this is your fundamental service. This is the way you know that you are... (laughs) A child of God. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. I just talk slower than you. No, no, I knew that's what you were going to (laughs) say. We have a tendency to do that because... I know. know, We finish each other's sentences. Yes, we've been married for quite a while. Yeah. So um, (laughs) it's pretty amazing that we have this time where we can come in. If If we're obedient to Christ, then... If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The The Holy Spirit is able to move through us and cause something to happen in our life. And then it goes on to say, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. So see, first off, he's saying, bring your body into obedience to Christ. Number one, your, your, your fleshly desires, the the things that you're doing that you know that are outside of of God's, of God's desire. desire. Yes. He, there's a law of God. And this if, if you're doing things that are all about you, I want to do what I want to do. And if I don't get my way, I'm going to throw a tantrum. If you, if you have any areas of your life that is not in obedience to Christ, where your nature that you're allowing to come out of you is something that is not obedient to Christ's nature, then it says in, I want to say, second Corinthians chapter 10, but it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about setting yourself apart completely and taking control of your mind, bringing it into captivity. That means that when your actions, see, the flesh is representative, the lust of the flesh, and all the lust thereof the Bible talks about, right? When it's talking about you are going to present your bodies before Christ, you're going to present them a living sacrifice. That means that I'm I'm not going to allow myself to do those things that I might want to do, that my flesh is going, come on, 
eat that chocolate cake. Right. No, no, I, I'm just, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with eating chocolate because I make a pretty mean chocolate yes, cake. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. And I love chocolate cake, but... It's moderation. Yeah. It's but like well, we have to eat. Yes. But it's making sure that you're eating to fuel your body and, you know, for all the good health benefits and... All the all things. Of, all of yes. that. Yes. Uh-huh. And with the occasional chocolate cake. And I don't want to go off on any, yeah, exactly. any, in any direction. <laughs> yes. But I, But point being that our flesh has a tendency to want to indulge. So it wants all this stuff that is not, it'll do anything it can to take us out of God's dimension, God's will, God's wisdom, God's truth. He, it will do anything to, because the Bible says that the flesh wars against the spirit. So the flesh always, so that's why we have got to put effort into bringing it into the obedience of Christ. And so what we want to get into here is exactly how does, then it goes on to say, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the world. That means in all the areas that are in front of our eyes. Oh, and my goodness, these days. Exactly. There is, well, there's the, the internet, which just has every single thing you should and should not be watching right. and looking at, mm-hmm. and social media, and all of these things. Things that take your mind away. Well, conformed means to actually line up with mm-hmm. and to become an emulator of that. Mm-hmm. You conformed and you are formed into that, right? Right. You become formed into that world that's around you. And so all of a sudden, the things of the world become the things that you want to do. And that's what the Bible says to not be. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to the things that are around there. Don't form yourself after the world. Form yourself after Christ. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because in Christ, you have this amazing uh, life that he wants to give you that is supersedes all of this. It's called supernatural. It supersedes the natural, this carnal realm that you see around you that is only limited to the world around you. It has nothing to do with eternity. It has nothing to do with the life that God has desired for you to really live. It's an illusion of something, but it's really not. I think uh, yesterday I said something, it's, it's that verse that says, there's a way which seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death. See, this? there's an illusion going on. And so we want to transform our mind by renewing of our mind that we may prove was, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we live in the world. And we have our daily routines, we have things that we have to do, that we have to get done. Mm -hmm. But we can do all of that and still have the Word as our foundation for everything that we're doing. Well, then that takes us into the... And decisions that we're making about where we're going and where our mind's headed and all of that, you know. So that takes us... words that are coming out of our mouth. Yes, exactly right. So everything... So that takes us into the next step, which would be in Jeremiah 15, 16. Really what we want to do, we understand, okay, we are to be transformed. We are to bring everything into obedience. What is the underlying power that God, God doesn't ask us to do anything unless he actually supplies the ability to do that. And so what we want to look at right now is what is that ability that God has given each one of us to be able to actually accomplish this, to accomplish this transformation? Could you read Jeremiah 15, 16? Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. And so there you have it. Thy words were found and I did eat them. 
And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name. What happens and what the picture is right there is that you eat the word of God and something happens. There's a spontaneous reaction that happens when we have the revelation of God tap into our spirit. We realize that we have just been touched by the eternal. There's a revelation. It's a it's a moment of aha. Well, and it's talking about eating the word. And when you really think about the process of that, we're internalizing it. It's becoming part of who we are. Exactly. And Leviticus. I mean, there's all sorts of things, but a lot of times the chewing of the cut, animals that were acceptable, that they had a couple stomachs and they would bring it, regurgitate it back up and they would chew on it again and they would chew on it and they would break it down and break it down. Those were acceptable. And that is a picture of what God would desire for us to be able to do with his word. He wants us to chew on it. He wants us to chew on it, regurgitate it, and chew on it again. Because what happens is that breaks it down so that it, it continues to be absorbed into us in a way that causes a transformation. What happens is that as you read and you study and you chew on the word of God, the revelation of that word begins to come alive inside of you. What's happening with that that life is from eternity. It's something that the Holy Spirit gives you and it causes something inside of you to absolutely leap for joy. It causes, what did he say? Thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And think about what that looks like when you're rejoicing it's about true. something. It's amazing. And so it causes something to happen inside of our being that causes us to be full and touched in a way that, that transforms us. It causes our mind to be absorbed with that going like, whoa, and it, it so, absorbs our mind. May I also say that at the end of that, the very last sentence in verse 16, mm-hmm. when you really think about this, And how awesome this is, for I am called by your name. Exactly. Oh, Lord God of hosts. This is God who is on his throne. Almighty God has called us. Yes. And we have a big responsibility every single moment of every day. If everyone listening could understand how precious you are to the Lord and how precious we are, our fellowship with you today and always is is that in rejoicing in who we are in God, that he loves us so much that he calls you by name and he, he does love you. He's given us all of these beautiful things. So with that joy that he imparts inside of us, when something gets inside of your knower, when it gets in my knower, nobody, I call it your knower, <laughs> but you can't, nobody can take it away from me. So the revelation of God, once it gets inside of there and I've been chewing on it and it gets absorbed inside of my spirit, Whoa, no, Katie, bar the door, because there's nothing, nobody can take that away from me. And so it causes something to happen that is really quite profound. And so the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. And that says that Nehemiah 8.10, it says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now that is the last part of the last part of it is 8.10c, but it's a key. And it says that because joy inside of you 
is something that it does cause this transformation to happen and it causes you to grow. It's food. It causes the door of, of the realm of the heavens to open up to you and, and you begin to have this revelation applied inside of you. It becomes alive to you. It's something that has touched you by, from the eternal. So when you do that, then it is the very foundation of the Holy Spirit being able to move. The love of God is what's opened the door. You've accepted God, but you have the joy of the Lord. And let's turn to Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Okay. Could you read that, please? Sure. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience, patience. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know that, that no law thing? I love that because that's kind of, go back to what I said about getting it into my knower. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take it away from me. There's right. no law, there's no boundary on this planet or anywhere else that can stop that transformation that's inside of me from coming out. Mm-hmm. They can do everything and they can even, neither death nor life is going to separate me from the love of God. Mm-hmm. So when I have that inside of me, that's, that is from the eternal. It is eternal. And uh, that's what will live forever. So you see the fruit of the Spirit. And don't you think that, that if we are filtering our words and our attitudes through these things... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm-hmm. If we're filtering our words, filtering, you know, how we treat others through this. Yes. It's, it's a really good good thing to keep in front of our, our eyes. Well, it becomes the motivation. Mm-hmm. Joy is at the root of everything. If you look at the, the sequence for the fruit of the Spirit, love... Mm-hmm. And then joy is number two. It, without the love, then you're not going to have the joy because you're not opening the door. The Lord's not open. You know, it's, you don't experience. He is love. God is love. But without the love, you're not opening the door to joy. Mm-hmm. Once you experience that revelation of who God is and it sparks inside of you this reaction, um, thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Once that experience starts happening inside of you, all of a sudden, nothing else matters. It's not an emotion. It becomes a knowing inside of you that you are in the presence of God. Regardless of your circumstances. Regardless, regardless of your circumstances. Yes. And that allows the peace of God to come upon you in a way that is amazing. And with that, patient, that peace, you have patience in all circumstances because you know that you're in his presence and it causes his patience to come forth. And then your kindness just as becomes his reaction inside of you. It becomes his kindness. And, and his goodness starts coming out of you. Mm-hmm. And the faithfulness, you're just constantly there for people and you love them and you're pouring out your spirit on them because it's not about you anymore. You're, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you so that you're bringing help to them and you're faithful to them and you're being kind to them and your gentleness and the self-control. It gives you the full picture. You can, you can kind of probably gauge how well you're doing at staying in the word and desiring for this in your own home. How are you treating the people in your own home? It's very true. It's a good gauge. You know, you can't always tell, you know, because if uh, we did an episode on 
the river of life, but you can you can't always tell if somebody's drinking, but you can drinking always tell drinking drinking the water of life. Yes. <laughs> but you can always tell if somebody's flowing in the water of life. If it's going out, because all of this is designed. True, because the drinking's going in and the flowing is what's coming out. Exactly. It's yeah. what's coming out. So you can't always tell if somebody's drinking, but you can always tell if somebody's flowing and mm -hmm. that will tell if they're actually drinking, okay. right? That's so good. it's, um, it's yeah. a really um, uh, way that we can be aware because the nature of Christ flowing through us is really the bottom line. The whole thing here is that the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to impart his word to us he wants us to chew it and be in it the bible says study to show yourself approved unto god a workman that is not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth that's each one of us mm -hmm. that's not just somebody standing on a platform that's each one of us this is god calls each one of us his saints i mean somebody who's set apart totally morally that you're set apart for god's glory you are his child and if you don't have that in your life, if you haven't committed to him at that level, I would encourage you right now, just have the humility before God to say, Father, forgive me and to set me free. And Lord, I recognize that. I'm going to confess to my family that I'm, I've been messing up or whatever the circumstance mm -hmm. might be in your life. Be humble before the Lord. Be humble before your, your friends and your family and let them know, look, from this moment forward, I'm going to try to serve the Lord with all my heart and commit your life to Christ and let him flow through you as we're talking about. Start feasting upon his word and experience this life that he has for you. And you will find that your life will be changed. It will not only transform your mind, but it will cause, it's like that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is what he desires for us. He desires for his will to come through us. So he has a perfect will. He has an acceptable will. He has a perfect will that he wants each one of us to walk in. And uh, believe and, me, it's amazing. And we see our world transformed around us wherever we go. We do. We're able to look at life through these lens it's so true and you know we have so much that we will continue to share with you concerning these topics and and everything is is fused together in our relationship with christ so all of these topics that we talk about they're part of of the oneness of god there this picture is glorious and magnificent and so we want you to know how much we love you we look forward to uh, being with you on the next episode and god bless you all